he issued a statement earlier, and uh, this is uh, what was contained in the statement as read by our senior producer, Aubrey Olimpofu. I'd like to start by saying sorry to my teammates and the fans back home. I never ever wanted to make this a Quinton issue. I understand the importance of standing against racism, and I also understand the responsibility of us as players to set an example. If me taking a knee helps to educate others and makes the lives of others better, I'm more than happy to do so. I did not, in any way, mean to disrespect anyone by not playing against the West Indies, especially the West Indian team themselves. Maybe some people don't understand that we were just hit with this on Tuesday morning on the way to a game. I'm deeply sorry for all the hurt, confusion and anger that I have caused. I was quiet on this very important issue until now, but I feel I have to explain myself a little bit. For those who don't know, I come from a mixed-race family. My half-sisters are colored, and my stepmom is black. For me, black lives have mattered since I was born, not just because they are an international movement. The rights and equality of all people is more important than any individual. I was raised to understand that we all have rights, and they are important. I felt like my rights were taken away when I was told what we had to do in the way that we were told. Since our chat with the board last night, which was very emotional, I think we all have a better understanding of their intentions as well. I wish this had happened sooner, because what happened on match day could have been avoided. I know I have an example to set. We were previously told we had the choice to do what we felt we wanted to do. I chose to keep my thoughts to myself and thought of the pride of playing for my family and my country. I didn't understand why I had to prove it with a gesture when I live and learn and love people from all walks of life every day. When you are told what to do with no discussion, I felt like it takes away the meaning. If I was racist, I could easily have taken the knee and lied, which is wrong and doesn't build a better society. Those who have grown up with me and played with me know what type of person I am. I've been called a lot of things as a cricketer. Dove, stupid, selfish, immature. But those didn't hurt. Being called a racist because of a misunderstanding hurts me deeply. It hurts my family. It hurts my pregnant wife. I am not a racist in my heart of hearts, I know that. And I think those who know me know that. I know I'm not great with words, but I've tried my best to explain how truly sorry I am for making like this is about me. It is not. I won't lie. I was shocked that we were told on the way to an important match that there was an instruction that we had to follow with a perceived or else. I don't think... I was the only one. We had camps, we had sessions, we had Zoom meetings. We know where we all stand, and that is together. I love every one of my teammates, and I love nothing more than playing cricket for South Africa.
And uh, that was our senior producer, Aubrey Limpofu, reading out a statement that was issued by uh, Quinton de Kock. So for some analysis on this issue, we join on the line by Times Life contributor and analyst Eusebius McKaiser. Eusebius, uh, good to speak to you again. Welcome to Update at Noon. It's only a pleasure, Sakina. I would take a knee for you anytime. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So let's just start off by looking at what this is actually about. What is at the heart, at the essence of the issue that's at play here, Eusebius? It's a very good question because it's actually difficult to know what the, the real issue is. It depends on which of the stakeholders we are analysing it from. From the perspective of Cricket South Africa, they want to be seen with good intentions to be on the right side of history, that we are a country that is renowned for its anti-racism victories politically, not yet socially and economically, of course. And Cricket South Africa is aware of the global history of sport, including South Africa's isolation during the apartheid years by the international cricketing community in solidarity with black people inside South Africa. And consequently, we want our sportsmen and women to also show political maturation in terms of empathizing with the Black Lives Matter movement. But from the perspective of some of the players, they would say that has to be juxtaposed with freedom of conscience, freedom of belief, and also with taking voluntary actions rather than being treated like children. And how all of that pans out is precisely what we are debating, of course. So let's take this Quinton de Kock issue now at face value for what this is. So mm. you have Quinton de Kock along with his teammates who are told before the West Indies match that they need to take a knee. And yeah. one would imagine because, for one, perhaps because of the optics of what we saw in the first mm. match where mm. you had some of the players taking the knee and others not, uh, mm. as opposed to uh, the counterparts who all took a knee and even some umpires taking the knee. So yes. just let's speak to that and what the symbolism is in taking a knee at these matches. Yeah. So the first thing is to actually describe why taking a knee is a thing and why it's important. We have racism in all parts of our society. Sport is not immune to it. Sports also have racism institutionally, which is why, for example, for so long we have found our cricketing teams and our rugby teams to be not reflective of the demographics of the country. The economic inequalities, the racism in our economy and our society also find its way into sport. And when everyone takes the knee collectively, it sends a message that the team is unified on the conviction that as Proteus, as a unit, they are determined to root out racism on homegrown soul and also to be in solidarity with, for example, the other teams at the World Cup. And the optics look bad. That is what, of course, I was told myself by Lawson Ivy, the chairperson of Cricket South Africa's board. The problem for them, Sakina, is that, as Rudy Klabi said, the fellow journalist on, on Twitter, if you look at how this is played out in America, where this originates from, no one blames the boards, the governing bodies of sporting teams and sporting codes if individual men and women take different decisions, because we understand that different people have got different beliefs. And so you can't gerrymander consensus. The next time the boys go and play in their third match and they all take the knee, how many of us listening to SFM right now will take them to be sincere? 
we won't, because we will know that it is a decision that's imposed on them. So you will get the optics right. You will look unified. But now the cat has been, you know, let out of the bag. We know that it's not a decision that comes from the heart of the team, that it has been imposed on them, and that robs the symbol of its authenticity, of its political power. Imagine if Ma Winnie, when she was doing the power salute, was secretly doing it because she was forced to do so, rather than because she was genuinely, genuinely fighting um, ideologically a battle that connects with her heart and her mind. But what I want to add just quickly is that none of this excuses what this man did, Quentin de Kock. I am appalled as a cricket lover, quite apart from being an analyst, that we could have had a captain that thinks that being forced to take a knee is far more of an irritation than the power of the symbol. You will remember when he played the Windies and when he scored a century against them, he dedicated that to Rhino. He did the salute that showed on his hand the sign of the rhino, and that means that the cause of rhino mattered to him. But it seems like rhino mattered to him more than the cause of anti-racism. It also means that he understands symbolism, which is why he devoted his century to rhino. And so we don't have a cricketer here who doesn't understand symbolism. We have a cricketer here who thinks that talking about rhino is far more important than talking about anti-racism. And, and and I think this is what I appreciate, um, the nuance that you are bringing to this in explaining exactly what is at stake here, how Cricket SA is not blameless in all of this and how they handled mm. it, but also why many South Africans have balked against uh, the stance that Quinton de Kock took. And as you say, mm. again, in that match against the Windies, uh, you had some of the players like Lungengiti who took the knee. You had some of mm. uh, the other players like uh, Vian Mulder, like Aidan Markram, mm. Dean Alga. They, mm. uh, they basically raised the fist. And then, even in that instance, Quinton de Kock stood at attention. Exactly. exactly. So, and that's a very important point because his apology, which we um, may not have time to analyze fully, is incomplete. The apology does not answer your question because if he says that he was irked by the fact that it was compulsory, then the question must be asked to him. The first question I would ask him if I could do an interview with him is, when it wasn't compulsory, when it was voluntary, why did you not show solidarity with the victims of racism? Because... I can, if he, if he took the knee in the first match, Sakina, and then decided he doesn't want to be treated like a child, then we can't, we can't criticize him much. But the fact that he didn't in, in the first instance when it was voluntary tells us you were never on board with the anti-racism project, and now you can hide behind the easy argument that it's annoying to be told what to do. And then, of course, there's the argument of uh, the question of choice, that people should have the option to choose what they want to do, what they want to show solidarity with or not. And also uh, some people even bring it to the question of religion, like I will not take a knee because I only bow before my God. But what does this have to do with religion? Yeah, I I mean, you talk about nuance on my side. That's nuance on your side. So that is interesting. I can tell your listeners that I do have access to some of the workshops that have taken place in the camp and some of the folks who are close to the team. And the discussion was that complicated because one or two people raised, I think, more interesting objections than what um, Kuni is talking about. One or two people did think that taking a knee is inappropriate for exactly the reason that you've mentioned. In the same way in which Hash, for example, was allowed not to promote Castle Lager because that for him was a step too far. So 
from a religious point of view. But here's the difference, Akina. Even if you don't buy the religious argument, I would have more time for the religious argument because that's a deep part of your identity. But who the hell in 2021 can honestly be opposed to fighting racism? But in that instance, surely you're not being asked to bow before any false god, if that were the instance, or before any other deity? It it is surely symbolic. You also take the knee when you sweep a cricket shot. You know, you're not going to say I'm reserving um, taking a knee for when I go to the mosque or to church, for that matter, or to shul. um, And I'm never going to play the sweep shot. I'm only going to have other shots in my toolkit of shots that I play. So if you know what the particular purpose of taking the knee is, then even the religious argument would have to be interrogated. I totally, totally agree with you. I think the bottom line is very simple. Quentin de Kock is not an ally in the fight against anti-racism, and Cricket South Africa has given him an easy way out by behaving hastily, not explaining itself, not engaging the team beforehand, and now everyone on behalf of Quinton has shifted the conversation to one about freedom of speech, of expression, of conscience, and of course, we can take our eye off the ball, pardon the cricket analogy, and not skewer him for poor lack of leadership. I can't believe this man was our cricket captain. I want a cricket captain that really is imbued with the values of the Constitution, besides being an excellent wicketkeeper and being an excellent person in determining where the field's position should be for our team in a crunch match. And I don't think he's got the right values to be the cricket captain. As an ordinary member of the side, yeah, I can kind of live with him. But the bottom line is both Cricket South Africa and Quinton have got this one massively wrong. And just finally, does any of this make him a racist? I mean, uh, Quentin makes that mistake that so many people make that say, uh, you know, my best friend is white uh, or my best friend is black. Therefore, I I cannot be racist. He speaks about his sisters uh, being colored. I was appalled. I mean, someone someone should have given the guy advice about that statement for tactical reasons. I appreciate the fact that he's being honest. I want to say two things about this, or three quick ones. Number one, if someone is honest about being a bigot, don't reward them for being honest. The goal should be to eliminate bigotry, not to have people who are honest about their bigotry. Because the other thing I've heard on social media over the last day is, oh, at least he's honest, you know where you stand. Well, that's not an achievement. Secondly, I don't care that his stepmother is black and that some of his half-sisters are colored. Um, You can love... Sakina, and hate all other people who look like her. It doesn't tell me anything about your racial politics that you have family members in a blended family who are colored and who are black. I mean, that's a, that's a really poor argument. And, um, and then finally, Sakina, I think the truth of the matter is that Cricket South Africa needs also to be told to focus on the real material issues when it comes to transformation. Selection issues, the culture within the locker room, what is happening, the length and breadth of the country, why are we not unearthing more black talent, etc., etc. The team will veer towards the right values if the composition of the team looks and feels like the country. Eusebius Makaiser, thanks so much uh, for your time. That was uh, Times Live contributor and analyst Eusebius Makaiser.